My name is Anuheya. Hi, I'm Nikki. And this is Junk Tour Podcast. <laughs> it's the fourth episode, and we still cannot say the name at the same time, but it's fine. One day we will be able to do it. Yeah, I think I literally just said Dunk Drawer. I don't know, I got <laughs> nervous. <laughs> we're nervous right now, guys, because we're literally late, dude. We're literally late to the party. We're late to give you guys this podcast. It's not the first of the month. Dude, is our podcast over, dude? Oh, it's over. We were late one time. We fired ourselves from our own podcast. We're done. <gasps> what if, like, next week it's just, like, people who kind of look like us and kind of sound like <laughs> us and, like, replace us? We hire an actor mm-hmm. to be Nikki and on her hands. That's really funny. <laughs> they would probably do a better job, honestly. That gets me thinking about our week because we were asking each other who would play each other if if we were to have a movie made of ourselves. Um, Speaking of our weeks, how was yours, Nikki? I would literally say both me and Anu's week was good and bad at the same time. Like, it started off really good, and then it slowly declined over time. (laughs) Also, we're together, might I add. I don't know if you can tell. We're together again. So it's the second week in a row that we have released a podcast that we are in the same room. So that's cool. I probably should have mentioned that. Yes, Anu is at my house. So we've been together experiencing the ups and downs of life for real. We're like our own reality show right now. Yeah, we're really a two-girl sitcom or something like a Pen15 situation or a... You know the one where they're the waitresses? Two broke girls. Two broke girls. Wait. It's just two girls. It's no longer two broke girls. It's It's just just two girls. girls. (laughs) (laughs) Why was your week good and bad, Nikki? The week started off with a bang because I went on like the best date that I've ever been on ever whilst Anu was like out having fun elsewhere. Slay. Like it, it was a slay, dude. Like it was the best because I almost crashed this guy's car and he was like totally cool with it he was totally like yes it's fine dude (laughs) we all know that hot girls don't drive it's so true it's so true dude i cannot drive so you almost crashed a guy's car yeah so this whole adventure started off with us getting boba and then we ended up doing like driving lessons just because we're like both spontaneous individuals I guess not gonna lie that's kind of horny it is kind of (laughs) and um it escalated to us going to a beach at night together by the way guys don't do this like I'm a really bad example of what to do on like first dates so we, we went to a beach together we were exploring a cave and then that escalated to us um going to another beach we were like that's really fun <laughs> so I kind of have a boyfriend guys <laughs> Ew. Ew. I don't know cooties Something happened when I almost crashed his car. Like, I was so confident and when I was turning into this parking spot and I just floored it. And I was like, oh, and then like we held hands. He was like, are you okay? And then it was at that moment. You know what? That that really does something to people. That really did something for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it did a number. <laughs> well, congratulations, Nikki, on the boyfriend. That's yeah, sick. dude. He's so awesome. Yeah, I've yet to meet him. I'm excited to meet him. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you didn't sound excited, bro. <laughs> I think Anu's just like cautious because I'm. I just do weird things sometimes, or I, I have not always selected the best people for me in the past. So it's just she's just being wary. 
I think it's really slay and girl boss of you to get a boyfriend. And I'm I I support like your antics. I think you're really cool and I don't think it's weird or anything. I'm just cautious because I care about you. Uh. <laughs> um so that was like the start of last week and how it was really good. You know, you had your dates, I had a couple dates. I'll be honest, did they go super well for me? It wasn't, uh, you know, things, it was fine. You know, my week was fine and it was good, but my week really got amazing when Nikki and I all hung out with some content creators in LA because obviously Nikki lives in LA. So we got to hang out with people who were visiting. Yeah, and these were people that like we really admire. Like it was just it was awesome. Like Nick is not green. Um Ethan is online. Jarvis, Jarvis Johnson. Johnson. Like it was really kind of surreal because these are all creators that I've been watching for a while. And then we were just chilling and I was like, yo, this is like awesome. Oh, Jeremy, Germbot. Yeah, Germbot was, was there. Um, Nick is not green's editor was there. Uh Joe. He was so yeah, slay. Joe was so cool. He was so slay, dude. Um <laughs> I don't know if anybody follows Katie, Skatie420 on Twitter. She used to have a TikTok. She's really cool and she was there. Everybody there was awesome. Everybody there was such a main character. It was like kind of um, overwhelming almost. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, this week was so fun because being able to hang out with other people who do the same thing as us and as me um, was really validating because all of the things we talk about were really similar and like we ingest media in a similar way. Oh, yeah. I have a hard time making friends. Uh, not necessarily because I'm bad at like socializing or being extroverted, but just because I get really anxious and I think I miss social cues. So like hanging out with them was really fun because they were all so sweet. I just felt immediately kind of comfortable with all of them. And that was really, really cool and unique, especially with like a lot of dudes in the room. Like I don't necessarily always feel the most comfortable around dudes, but these were like some of the most like nice, kind, like friendliest people ever. And so much so that it ended in a rap battle. Oh, yeah. So the second night we were over there, Jarvis and Nick were rap battling to... <laughs> to it was a Joker rap. Yeah, it, we, so it spiraled because we were all listening to music and dancing around. And it spiraled because someone was like, oh, put on the Joker freestyle. You know the... <laughs> The, the rap battling really escalated to, like, us doing a chorus about, like, balls. and Yeah, so so at some point, at some point, we put on the rap beats, like a Joker rap beat, it, like a themed Joker rap beat. Oh, we gave them themes, remember? Oh, yeah. So the theme for this specific rap that ensued was centipede balls. Yeah. And so, like, Jarvis and Nick were rapping about how many balls centipedes have or, like, they think centipedes have. And so I started to riff, like, little music thing where I was like, ooh, how many balls? And then Jeremy, Nikki, and me started to, like, 
harmonize. Yeah. Oh, it was like a whole moment for real. It was a moment. It was really like Radio Rebel. Oh, like, like Pitch Perfect. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect vibes. Was, I will say it sounded really good. It did sound really good <laughs> and it went on for like five minutes. And, and nobody captured it on video. Nobody got a video. We got a video of kind of the random raps that were going on, but like we had a whole thing going on. It kind of sounded like Chance the Rapper in 2016, dude, honestly. It was, it was synchronizing, dude. We were all synchronizing. Um. So yeah, that was really fun. I also will say, I think one of the highlights of my week was Nikki took an edible and I didn't know that she did um and and we were hanging out with Nick and we were playing video games um and it was like really early in the morning at this point and Nick was like oh because we were playing all these games where we we were killing each other and Nikki like couldn't figure out the dude I didn't know what was going on like I was so like astronomically stoned it was bad um every single time I take an edible I end up saying to myself I'm never gonna do this again and then here I am doing (laughs) it again yeah dude I literally was just staring at the screen trying so hard to figure out how to do everything (laughs) so we were playing this like duck game where we were killing each other And it was really fun and like I was getting pretty good at it but Nick was like the best and so it was like really annoying because I kept dying. And then I saw this one game because we had to find a three player game but it it was like this game called the Untitled Goose Game. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. If you know DM us or something but we started playing Untitled Goose Game and Nick was like okay you and Nikki are gonna play this together because it's not three players it only goes up to two player but it's gonna be really funny to see your reactions. And so we like put the game on and this thing was so amazing and like the music was amazing and it's just you're literally playing as two like geese walking (gasps) around oh I do remember that well and (laughs) while I was pitching things to talk about on the podcast today I asked Nikki like if she remembered playing the goose game and at first Nikki said Huh? Uh, no. Dude, okay, I now that you described it that way, I do remember that, but I'm unsure if I was playing it or not. I can't remember. You don't that. remember stealing items from the farmer? No. See, that's so cute. Nikki, Nikki, you should have been there. Ste- you know, you know. Oh, I should have been there. <laughs> you should have been there stealing items Dang from it. the farmer. Dang it. It's my fault. It's because I already had smoke. So we played video games and that was super fun. Anyway, we came home. This is like where everything starts to get cursed. And oh, yeah. <laughs> what I will say is it all starts with a vagina burn. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I know what you guys might be thinking like, oh, vagina, <gasps> what does it mean? Well, here's what happened. Nikki and I are watching Gossip Girl. Of, of course, as usual. Nikki was a Gossip Girl virgin, so we decided to make that not so. So we were watching Gossip Girl and Nikki went to go get an Instacart order from the door and literally I turned around for 0.2 seconds to just get these bags from the door and then I hear Anu going like a cartoon scream I was like what the fuck is happening and so I'm like because I'm in pain and I'm like sobbing and Nikki turns around and obviously my pants are like wet 
So I assume Nikki thought I pissed myself. Well, there was liquid. The first thing I saw was liquid all over your crotch and nothing else. Like I didn't put the pieces together for like another two seconds. So yeah, I thought like maybe somehow you like peed. I thought it was my cat's fault because he attacks Anu all the time. So I thought maybe he attacked you. And, and I then you. <laughs> I don't know. Nikki thought that her seven month old little cat attacked me but I pissed <laughs> myself from the fear I don't know dude and then I saw the cup and I was like oh she spilled something so I had been drinking ginger tea because when I get anxious that's one of my rituals is I drink tea and I had like moved or something because I was using it to like make my tummy warm because my tummy was kind of sore and I literally spilt boiling hot water all over my vagina and leg my pants were polyester so it was really hot like the cotton didn't just like instantly cool down so like it just kept burning my vagina and like my vulva area I hate that word by the way (laughs) anyway it started burning me and so I was like taking off my pants and Nikki's like oh what and I'm like just ripping off my pants yeah she's standing there pulling down her pants full vagina just out i'm like what the hell is going on (laughs) like she's like scalded it's like red it's like (laughs) it was like it was crazy and so i run into nikki's room i'm like just ripping off my clothes and i'm like "Ah, ah," because really and i wasn't being dramatic like i actually was in an immense amount of pain i would say it was like a seven out of ten maybe a six out of ten but it's like pretty high that's like a i mean i don't know it was fucked up i think a pain level that we should take into consideration from now on is like from one to scalding vagina like how bad is it yeah (laughs) yeah because it was really bad it burned for two hours legitly and i had to like bring nikki well i didn't want to be bored so nikki was like getting ready for her date in the bathroom and i was like sitting under the faucet of water in the bathtub letting water just dribble over my bits you know what i mean your bits yeah um and we were just like talking to each other about just just you know chewing the fat and stuff (laughs) meanwhile she just has her like she had to like crab walk to like the faucet to get it it looked really wrong honestly like I was like Nikki this doesn't look right this looks like Um, I'm like I don't have like a good shower head like the masturbation kind where you know you just like you know what girls use whatever um so she had to resort to doing that doing the crab walk it was yeah I did the crab walk to the faucet (laughs) anyway so I thought it would never end but it was maybe like three hours of straight up burning I had to have a cold compress on it that sucked and then it was okay so I could like chill out and I watched Bridgerton and Nikki went on her date and you FaceTimed me while I was on my date and you're like dude (laughs) wait what did I say I don't remember it's because there was like an instacart or something that you uh you needed like stuff for your scolded vagina (laughs) like I had to buy Vaseline I had to buy Vaseline and Neosporin So, yeah. And, like, my apartment building is super complicated to get inside. It's a literal maze. It looks like the back rooms. Like, it's insane. It's scary. That was the first thing I said when I hopped off the plane. (laughs) And so it's hard for people to get inside here. So most of the time when I, like, order something, I have to, like, actively go all the way outside to get it. So that's what she was, like, struggling to do. And she was, like, FaceTiming me, like, can't you just tell them to come inside? And I'm like, there's no way. There's nobody can get in here, dude. So the next morning, I was literally 
shaken awake and like Anu was screaming her head off like scared and I was like what what what's going on like it was so scary I was like what is happening because okay the reason I woke up and I was like Nikki Nikki oh my god I had a I was getting a migraine so like I literally woke up with violence my body was just shedding violence onto me I couldn't see anything because when you get a migraine you get like aura and stuff and so I was seeing stars in my eyes immediately as I woke up. So I knew that I was about to have like immense pain. If none of you, okay, a little sidebar or a little side note about migraines. They're not just regular headaches. They're like actual medical like emergencies because you have aura, which can make you go blind or disoriented. You can't really speak that well. Um, And then you have like intense pain. Some people say it's like worse than childbirth. Like a lot of people who have given birth and then also have suffer from migraines say they're really bad. Anyway, so I started getting one. And so I needed Nikki's help. Yeah. And so it, it was a big thing. I didn't really know how to help at first, but I was just trying my best. Like I brought her goldfish. <laughs> like yeah. I was being so difficult. Because I just, I couldn't really communicate. Like, when I would ask for something, I was, like, trying to communicate. But, like, I couldn't really find all the words. So, it came out really short. So, anyway, thanks to Nikki for helping me. I tried my best. I did the standard gold fishing. I did the ordering up the Tylenol. Um, You had to reschedule your flight. And that was kind of confusing for me to do. Because I was like, well, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I had a flight that day. So... I was just super overwhelmed. And then, um, so I was like, oh, it's never going to end. And Nikki was just like, go to sleep. And I was like, I'm never going to sleep. And then- <gasps> yeah, dude. She was like, I'm never going to go to sleep. It's just never going to stop. I'm like, trust me, dude, just go to sleep. And literally within like five minutes, she boom, she went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's like every time I have a migraine is like, I have like such bad nausea. I'm freaking out. I'm getting really scared. And then my mom or like whoever's with me is like, dude, if you go to sleep, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, I'll never sleep. And then I sleep. So anyway, if you suffer from migraines, go to sleep. Just give it the old turn it off and then turn it back on. You know what I mean? Then we watched Gossip Girl all day because I just, I couldn't go anywhere and I couldn't film the podcast or anything. Okay, so that was Wednesday of this week. And then on Thursday, I went to Barnes & Noble with Anu and we looked fire as hell dude we were cool as fuck like to me okay barnes and noble is a big deal to me because first of all it smells so good in there and i love browsing and there's always like somebody really hot in there and this time we were the hot people i swear to god we were yeah we got decked out when we say we got ready we got hella ready Dude, I had on a cowboy hat. Anu had on um, my devil horns hat. We were like, we were straight main character. We were slutting out and living it up. (laughs) So we went to Barnes and Noble and we just like looked for books. I got a book called like God is not good. Yeah, God is not good or something like that because I'm struggling with a lot of post-religious trauma. Yes. Ooh, that could be an interesting topic for another day if anyone mm. out there has um, had that kind of experience as well. Ooh, and if anybody wants to watch something good on that, just a little side note, watch Nick is Not Green's video on death because that one was something that really spoke to me. Anyway, anyway, back to the Barnes & Noble story. So I went there specifically on a mission to get this boy 
a journal so that he could write down all of his thoughts and stuff because I've basically been hanging out with him like nearly every day and we like discuss like my journal entries or we'll like write down like poems together or like analyze song lyrics so I got him a notebook and I got him my favorite book which is Slaughterhouse Five which is like basically a satirical book it's like a super dark comedy about like the past the present war um everything about it is just really fun I think it's like where the basis for a lot of my humor comes from about like laughing about bad things that happen to you now I have to read this (laughs) um so yeah we went to Barnes and Noble that day also super cute gift idea love slay um it was a it was a love sleigh I don't know and then I gave it to him later and it turns out he had gotten a gift for me too and it was um like he made me the cutest handmade card I've ever seen in my life it was like I vouch I vouch it's really cute I like the gift he gave me this vinyl of blood flowers by the cure because there's a song on there called out of this world that I showed him like the first time we started talking online. It was like the first thing I showed him. And I thought that was like super thoughtful. He was like, yeah, this makes me think of you because it's the first song that you ever sent me. Get this love shit off of our (laughs) junk drawer podcast. This is too organized. This isn't messing up. This is too sweet. I'm just kidding. I'm really happy for Nikki. I think that's really fucking cool. That's really Um, sweet. And, And baseline. What Nikki deserves, this is baseline stuff. (laughs) Nikki deserves this and more. He literally sent me a song that he wrote about me today. Like, it was, I I don't know, you guys. This is the Junk Drawer podcast, but I'm kind of, like, falling in love. I don't know, dude. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Nikki's fired. (laughs) Nikki's life is too good. She's fired. Who should replace me? Who would play her? Oh, that's something I wanted to touch on. From one of the good parts of the week, uh, I was talking to Germbot, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. So, okay, guys, here's this crazy coincidence. Nikki and I were in her, like, living room talking before we went to go meet Nick and friends at Nick's, like, Airbnb. And uh, Nikki was like, there's this creator that my other friend was telling me you look exactly like. (laughs) Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Germbot, Jeremy. And I go, oh, who? And, like, looked him up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we look really similar. (laughs) And then we went to Nick's house, and Nick was saying, oh, I, I really want to introduce Nikki to uh, my friend Jeremy. And we get to uh, Nick's crib. I don't think I've ever seen a crib <laughs> in my life. I love the description of it as a crib. <laughs> <laughs> we get to Nick's crib mm-hmm. and Jeremy's there. And I'm like, oh, Jeremy, the person we just looked up today and said I look exactly like. Like it just happened to be Germbot. And we were like, whoa. Yeah, and they do look just alike like it's so scary (laughs) it's so scary and um the topic came up in conversation because we started to talk about you know if we had a movie made about us who would play us and I was like Jeremy asked who would play me and I said me (laughs) obviously I would play Jeremy in his movie his Hollywood movie that is so awesome dude what's absolutely fucked is that I don't think there's anybody that could play me so I think the funny thing to do would be to get somebody who looks nothing like me to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like you need like a really eccentric um Kylie actress. Jenner. Oh, obviously Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Kylie Jenner the most I look just like her. <laughs> yeah, obviously. The next curse thing, and this is primarily why we didn't get a podcast out. Oh god. So so the theme of the week is Anuhea Anuhea wakes Nikki up screaming at <gasps> 3 a.m. Oh, like it's that's true. That has been the theme. Like every day something really horribly wrong has <laughs> happened to you, dude. I'm scared. <laughs> and so <laughs> on Friday. Here, here's the course of events. I wake up and I can't go back to sleep because <gasps> Nikki is snoring. Dude. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, I gotta go outside. So I go outside and I try to go <laughs> sleep on the couch. What? Can I just say that Anu literally has to make sure she falls asleep before me because I snore like a fucking lumberjack. No, and like I would sleep on the couch outside but the cat attacks my face if I do that. So I have to like, honestly, Nikki, it's not just falling asleep before you. I have to put in headphones. I have to charge up my my noise canceling AirPods to put them in. And then I have to play music. <laughs> <laughs> I have to play like 432 Wait. hertz music. Dude, how many layers do I go through? Like my snore pierces through souls. No, so... I also, I'm not even going to the full extent. I have to put a, like, uh, I have to put a hoodie on. That's why you do that? Yes, I have to put a hoodie on and I have to put, I have to put a blanket on. <gasps> and I have to put one of my ears on the pillow. It's a science. Dude! <laughs> Dude, I wake up every day and I see Anu there with, like, a blanket on her face. And I'm like, why is she doing that? <laughs> Um, so yeah, on Friday I woke up that way and I was like, oh, I can't go back to sleep. So, <laughs> so I went outside, um, to go on the couch and the cat was attacking me. So I start playing with the cat and we were like, it was hardcore. Like I was using one of those stringy toys that like, okay, this sounds weird. You just said it's hardcore play. And then <laughs> Just a stringy toy. Stop it! This is like getting too Shane Dawson for my. Oh liking. yeah, that's so true. Okay. <laughs> um, so I am not like Shane Dawson, guys. Anyway, so we're just playing around. I'm, I'm like running around the living room, letting Starboy chase me. That's Nikki's cat. And at some point, like I'm just like whipping the toy around like super fast, and so he's like jumping up in the air, he's going crazy, and I'm like, great, because now he's gonna be tired, and I'm gonna get to go back to sleep on the couch. I'm just like really wanting to go back to sleep, and all of a sudden, like Starboy seizes up, and I'm like, huh? And he like runs into the wall, but it looks like he glitched out in a game, like it looked like a Minecraft lag, and I'm like, what the heck? And so he. He, it's not funny. It like actually was really traumatizing. Oh yeah, this whole thing is traumatizing. But we could laugh about it now because everything is fine now. But go on. Well, I'm gonna laugh out of just like nervousness because it just was such a shitty thing to happen and so nerve wracking. But Starboy like goes into the wall and starts pawing at it, and then like it registers to me that he's having a seizure because I've seen animals have seizures before online. Let me say, nothing will prepare you for an animal having a seizure. Until you see an animal having a seizure, whether that's like any type of animal, like hamster to human. It it actually is one of the most unpleasant things I've seen in my life. So he starts seizing up and I instantly was like, I need to wake up Nikki, obviously. So I run into the room screaming. 
<laughs> the third day in a row. Yeah. So I wake up. I'm like, what? What's going on? And I've already been having this issue where like I wake up randomly with like a huge source of adrenaline. So that was like times two. My adrenaline, my endorphins were going nuts. I was like, what? It's happening. And I think I was just like, Nikki, Starboy's having a seizure. He's having a seizure. And so, like, I open the door and Starboy's obviously having a seizure. And I just, like, I know you're not supposed, you're technically not supposed to hold an animal because they can bite you or, like, hit themselves. But I I don't really feel like I did anything wrong, honestly. Like, I held him a little bit just to make sure he was away from the wall. And, you know, he had a seizure and it was really scary. Yeah, Um, it was terrifying. It's definitely in the top three worst things I've ever seen. Um, It was it was really hard to see him like that. Um, It ended after about another minute of me being there so like two minutes total um either way it was like so worrisome and he seemed very confused and like scared towards the end of it and it was like it was just bad honestly it was very crazy and anxiety inducing I was sobbing Nikki was like now we know how we do under pressure because I was sobbing and like crouched over his body as he's like seizing up and Nikki's like okay (laughs) it's okay (laughs) I kind of react to traumatic things with like zero emotion because I just don't know what to do so I was looking up what to do online I was like looking up a phone number to like an emergency pet hospital if we had to go there and um basically it just said online like to go make sure you can go as soon as possible to a veterinarian um and unless it's like a seizure going on for more than five minutes, then you have to take them to like the emergency room, you know, for pets. So that day we went to the vet. Honestly, that whole day felt like three days because we were both sleep deprived and horrified, traumatized. Like it, everything took so long and the vet didn't tell me like, why it happened like I spent $500 at the vet and they were just like yeah we don't know dude like just keep an eye out for it so the vet she was really nice but she was just like yep sounds like he had a seizure I'm like yeah yeah we know (laughs) um so we just took care of him yesterday and now he has medicine for like a UTI but we'll just keep an eye out on it I guess yeah the thing is is that she said he had a UTI, but that wasn't even the cause of the seizure. She's like, oh, he just has this. Like, it's unrelated. So this isn't very helpful. Um, We've just been keeping an eye on him, but he's, like, completely back to normal now. Like, he seems totally fine. So I'm very confused as to how that even happened. That happened, and then we went to sleep. I had weird-ass dreams last night, because this was yesterday. Uh, I woke up, and I not only have my period... But I have a cold. Slay. I have a burn on my vagina. I'm having to put Vaseline on it. Uh, We have a traumatized cat here. A traumatized Anu as well because I thought I did something. Yeah, you have the scalding vagina, a flu, your period, vine boom sound effect, scalding vagina. (laughs) Oh, another thing that happened is my freaking account was banned for like... 30 minutes again again this is the second time for it to happen and I'm realizing that the reason is because one of those annoying uh YouTube channels where they have no PFP of a person and they like play video games and just spew misogynistic shit made a video about one of my TikToks about catcalling 
And I wanted to like actually make a whole video on it, but it's honestly not worth it. But all of those people from that guy's account have been flooding my TikTok and mass reporting me. And so it's been fucking up my algorithm. It got me banned for a little bit. And thankfully, TikTok now knows that I'm a safe account. So it reinstated it pretty fast. But yeah, it's like been annoying. And one of the main things, which is why I brought it up on the podcast, is like they keep, uh, they say, I noticed that these accounts love to use the word cringe. They kind of like reappropriate what Cody Coast kind of started on YouTube, which is like the that's cringe stuff. And they use it to like be misogynistic. And it's really interesting. And so I wanted to talk to you about like the concept of cringe in society today, because our week was a little cringe. Like, there were good parts about it, and there were absolutely cringeworthy parts about it. So, yeah. Cringe is such a crazy topic to me because I feel like it's a complete spectrum, and I feel like the whole... I feel like the idea of cringe kind of changes over time as well. Like, here, I wrote this down. What is what is cringe, okay? Dictionary.com says it's someone or something that causes you to feel awkward and embarrassed. So... It's such a wide variety of things, and I would say there's only some things that are inarguably, in fact, indeed cringe. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my example of what is cringe, like, and it cannot be argued with, like, I think it's universally agreed upon, is, like, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a video of this family going into an ice cream shop and ordering, like, a bunch of ice creams. Uh. <laughs> But they don't say it. They don't say it. They sing it. And they, like, harass this poor employee by going, like, vanilla ice cream. I would say that any prank that includes going through a drive-thru and doing something to a service worker, oh, that is inarguably cringe. You're so right about that. I would say that something I think is inarguably cringe are fundamentalist Christians. And before you say anything, guys, which I don't think you will, I'm not talking about all religion or all Christians. I'm talking about very specifically fundamentalist Christian YouTubers. Those people are cringe. Think Girl Defined. Think Paul and Morgan. Don't look these people up and watch them and give them streams, though, because Nikki and I did that today. We did. We. I was so curious because I had never actually seen a Girl Defined video before. She had. Nikki is a commentary YouTuber, and Nikki had never seen a That's Cringe video of, of Cody's when it came down to Girl Defined, which I think is one of the, like, staples to commentary youtube which is really funny so we watched that today <laughs> i mean to be fair i've only been a commentary youtuber for one week literally. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever but um it was just insane um i didn't really know what to expect besides the obvious like propaganda you know misogyny but one of the video titles was literally does kim kardashian deserve happiness and i was like what are these people talking about so so when it comes back to cringe uh i think it's really interesting because these misogynistic channels will use cringe in a really in a really like baseless way or in a really frivolous way because they'll see something that they don't like so for example my like satirical tiktoks or something like that 
and they're like, this is cringe. And what bothers me about people saying my stuff is cringe is that they're like missing the entire point because I don't think they have any sense of irony or like absurdism. So when they say it's cringe, they just like generally dislike what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, which just to me feels like, I don't know, that irks me. It just feels stupid on their part, you know? Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of things about what people call cringe that really irritate me. Like, for example, I really hate how anything that has to do with, like, bigger people, like, fat people, like, it gets deemed as cringe. But if, like, somebody who was just super skinny did it, it wouldn't be. Like, for example, I saw, like this video of like just two people like kissing each other and everyone's like oh this is so cringe and it was literally just because they were fat like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah I feel like a lot of people in power just use cringe as like a sub for like any uh ism that they want to say so like if somebody wants to be misogynistic towards my content they're just like it's cringe and this is why and then they go on to say like misogynistic bullshit under the umbrella of cringe you know so that's kind of what it reminds me of yeah what's really interesting about cringe too is that it seems to always kind of manifest differently like let's just say memes from like three four years ago that were generally considered funny are now considered funny because they're cringe or they are looked at as satire but at some point they were literally considered funny. <laughs> well, things like the word um, bestie or the Among Us meme. It's like, I know Ethan was talking in one of his videos. Ethan is online if anybody wants to watch. In one of his videos, he was talking about how Among Us and Minecraft went through a, a genuine phase. And then they became cringe, but cringe in an ironic way, mm -hmm. and which is good. And then now it's like just cringe without the layer of irony. But we know that it's going to come back because it happened with Minecraft. Like <laughs> Minecraft has become cringe and then cringe ironic and then cringe again and then genuinely good again. So like this cycle of cringe I think is fine when it's like going between post ironic stuff or like, you know, being ironic. But as soon as someone actually says, oh, that's cringe in like a very sincere way, I feel like that's cringe to call something cringe, you know? I think it is because I think for the most part, people should just enjoy whatever they want to enjoy and not be put through like the machine that is cringe. Like I've even been put into this machine, um, experienced it firsthand because um, like with my old channel that I did with my ex, um, we genuinely only received hate for the longest time. Like, only videos just completely saying like, oh, look at these two pieces of shit, you know what I mean? And it was very, it was very just hateful. And then- Peng uh, Penguins made a like, a, like a upset commentary video on you guys. He was pretty upset. I, I really enjoy Penguins. So that it kind of hurt my feelings at first when I saw that video because I was like a fan of his content. But at the end of the day, I was just like, ah, well, what I'm doing is being in a Sonic suit at 3 a.m. So what can I do? You know, <laughs> when when what you're doing is like pretty unusual, I guess you just got to accept the heat sometimes. <laughs> but um, what 
but the process of it like phase two but i would say like phase two of the meme was it going to tiktok and then a bunch of teenagers being like oh this is hilarious like these out of context clips are so satirical and funny and then so the whole narrative the whole narrative of it got completely flipped so this could really happen to anything like anything that's objectively like weird or like quote unquote cringe could end up being like the cool thing because like yes there was still plenty of people that just like made fun of us but there's so many people that genuinely thought that we were very cool (laughs) it's such an interesting thing yeah um it's really interesting like you know because I watched your content before we were friends and um to see something go from like because okay it is purposefully using a cringe concept, like the the aesthetic of cringe. I want to. Uh, ooh, look! I'm being I'm being a professor. Like I'm gonna coin it as the aesthetic of cringe versus actual cringe. Whoa! New term just dropped. <laughs> new term just dropped. The aesthetic of cringe. I think taking on the aesthetic of cringe isn't necessarily supposed to be in itself funny. What's funny is how people use your content or what like discussions stem from them. So like with what you were doing, look at me just intellectualizing humor. <laughs> but what you you woman splaining. <laughs> I'm woman splaining right now, but like you are taking something and using the aesthetic of cringe to kind of provide meta commentary on like 3 a.m. videos and like something that was actually cringe or actually like actually harmful because people like J station were like so big. Right. Um, and that's kind of what I try to do as well. Like I was really inspired by your stuff, obviously. And I tried to start doing that with my content. Like what bugs me with people saying like, Oh, this is cringe in a sincere way, especially when it's a man like saying, Oh, you're an unfunny woman. Look, you just want to be random or something. What pisses me off about that is that they're not understanding that I'm using the aesthetic of cringe to like kind of discuss or break down the ways that I'm seen in society, like being objectified or talking about catcalling. Like it's kind of more so like a lot of people are like, haha, this is so funny. Or a lot of people are like, this is not funny, which I could give a like, I want you obviously to like my content, but like I don't really make things in the hopes that it'll just be like, haha, slap the knee funny. I want people to think about the reactions they're having to it because using the aesthetic of cringe is really interesting because then you see how like memes come about. Anyway, I I now sound like I'm just like, well, well, my stuff isn't supposed to be funny. But like, I don't know. I just like, I have a problem with people like genuinely just being like, this person is trying to be cringe to be funny because using cringe as a tool I think is really skillful because I think Nikki did that super well in the videos that she did with uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named. I enjoy cringe. Be- <laughs> I enjoy the flip around of cringe. I really do. I enjoy like the cycle of things that are just super like off-putting being deemed as like cool now. Like an example of that is like the weird like minion Facebook memes and stuff. I just love I love that like I think everything I think we should be able to have fun with everything like whether or not it's quote-unquote cringe or not um 
with what you mentioned earlier about cringe being kind of weaponized against people who don't kind of fit the homogenized norm, um, it reminds me of like Jim Carrey. I'm sorry, but he's what been doing. What are you about to say? <laughs> well, first of all, Jim Carrey has done some really bad things, which we won't talk about on the podcast because it's just too much. But Jim Carrey has been using cringe as like a tool for humor since the jump and everyone calls him a genius and like in many ways he was in in many ways some of the stuff he does today is like actually cringe like it like doesn't come out like as funny because it's not as culturally relevant but my what I'm why I'm bringing him up isn't to critique his comedy because he's more talented than I'll probably ever be but my point in bringing him up is When Jim Carrey does something cringe, obviously it was against the grain, but people are like, what a genius, this white guy doing some cringe stuff. If anyone else is, if anyone else, if anyone else uses cringe in the way that Jim Carrey has, then it's, look at them trying so hard to be random and funny when this is something that has been done since like the jump. Like, you know, Jim Carrey's like weird, absurdist humor and like voices. Like, yeah, um... As somebody who loves Jim Carrey, which I I won't I won't say that everything he's done has been good because I don't even know the full extent of like how he's problematic. Like I don't know what he's done, but I just enjoy his like work a lot. Like especially his facial expressions. Oh, Chef's kiss, dude. Chef's freaking kiss. But I'm not I'm not here to like suck Jim Carrey's balls. So I agree with what Anu was saying. This isn't even about Jim Carrey. This is just about, oh, this one person can do it. But then if anybody else even tries, you're just cringe. You're trying too hard. But guess what, guys? They say that about everybody when they start up. They say that about every freaking person. Um what I will say, and we have to address it. I'm sorry, but we have to address it. I know, I know, guys. You've heard it many times. I will say that Jim Carrey's little commentary on the Will Smith slap. Yes, yes, I'm mentioning it on the podcast, and that's the only thing Wait, I'll say. what was his commentary? I don't even know about this. It was weird. Like, no! It was weird. It said something like, I don't know if he said that Will Smith should be arrested. No! I don't want to put any words in his mouth because it was just, like, bad. Damn it. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say, like, obviously, like, you you don't have to actually like an actor, I guess. Like, I've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that he's made, but, you know, as far as he as a person goes, maybe we shouldn't be glorifying celebrities, so. So true. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of celebrities and speaking of cringe, Nikki, was the Will Smith slap cringe? Um, or is the meme cringe? Because I would think a lot of people say it's cringe because many people like it. I think maybe the meme of it is cringe because somehow within about 30 minutes, it had already been overdone and overplayed. <laughs> like somehow everybody ruined it with like the frequency of a thousand gigawatts. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, within the night, people were already deeming the Will Smith meme cringe also the fact that this very like pivotal moment became such a meme is to be expected but like the content of it like now it's like also a debate it's really annoying you know not not that not that the debate doesn't I don't know wait 
now it's also become like a cultural debate, which oh anything, my God. anything that happens, you know, that's going to happen. This isn't just an isolated incident. I just think it's like, it's interesting to see that cycle happen within literally 30 minutes. Yeah. Or like at least give it 12 hours and it was already through the genuine cycle, you know? And now, and now watch, this is my meme forecast is that I think it's going to go through a postmodern revival mm-hmm. maybe in a couple weeks or like the jokes are going to become really post-ironic and then it'll become cool again. Watch. Oh, I, I can already see where this is going. I think they're literally going to like deep fry the Will Smith meme and like make it into some weird, twisted, like <laughs> absurd thing. Kind of like the Mr. Incredible thing where like he just gets more evil looking and more evil looking like I think they're gonna do something like that to it and then it's like oh it's funny again I don't know (laughs) I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen to it but all I know is if I were to make a Will Smith uh TikTok today which I don't really think we should be indulging in it like this because it's actually like somebody's life oh yeah and it's also upsetting um for the simple fact that people hyper fixate and like villainize people of color for doing superhuman things yeah. that they wouldn't do to other people. Yep. <laughs> it's like super fucked up actually and it's really annoying and it gets made into a whole thing yeah. um, just because they're not white. Um, yeah, it's yeah. fucking annoying. That's why we will not be debating the uh, <laughs> ethics of Will Smith's slap on this podcast because that's yeah. ridiculous. But what I would want to say about the slap, just to address the current event, is if I were to make, like, a funny TikTok or something, a quote-unquote funny TikTok, about Will Smith's slap, today it would be, like, cr- like quote-unquote cringe. If I yeah, because it's wait, already too late. <laughs> it's already too late. But even if I did it the morning of, because we were talking about how how it, the cycle went so fast, yeah. if I were to have done it the next day, it would be cringe. Yeah. Like, but... Once it goes to the post, like the post ironic cycle, which I'm really, ex- I, I'm interested to see if it'll happen with this current event. But once that happens, then it's go time. I don't know how it's gonna start. But. I will say I love the Will Smith um, YouTube rewind meme. I I think about it nearly once a day or a couple times a week, where he's just like, ah. Rewind. <laughs> so you, so you needed another one. So. Oh, I needed another one. I needed. I was. It was due. A Will Smith meme was due, and he delivered. He did deliver. Yeah, I feel like I saw this really cool quote, and I know everyone's seen it already. Uh, kill the part of you that cringes, or something. Uh, don't kill what is cringe inside of you. Kill the part of you that cringes. And, like, that was, like, a cute little meme for a while, but I actually do agree. Like, oh, yeah. Kill the part of you that cringes, dude. Like, sometimes it's cool to not be cool. Like, and and it's okay to just not be cool and not do things cool. Well, like, the status quo of, like, what is cool changes so dramatically and so insanely quick that, like, it's pointless to try to keep up with it to not be cringe. Like, just for example, like, when I was in junior high in the beginning of high school, I was insanely seen, dude. I was a scene, a scene kid. I was an emo kid. I gradually uh, turned into a punk kid. And um, there was plenty of people who were super weird and, like, mean to me about it. But 
today kids make TikToks with like these same styles and everyone's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. But so I don't know. It changes. Super cool that you mentioned this because I've seen people debate people's scene looks a lot. And like sometimes I'll see someone maybe who doesn't have as much money or Bruh. or like doesn't have as good of a camera and they have a very actual scene look on like something that someone's seen in like 2010 would have worn. And then they get shit on and dragged and like the whole comment section is like cringe, cringe because they're not doing a performance of scene. It like genuinely is scene. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, like, no, it's this not, makes sense. It's not the aesthetic of cringe. It just is what people deem cringe. Dude, yeah. my theory makes sense Dude. because they're not, people who get dragged for doing scene stuff on TikTok are actually being seen. Yeah, and then people, they're genuine. People who are imitating it and doing like, um, doing a aesthetic scene like to like make an aesthetic tiktok which no no hate or anything but they're called like oh that's cool that's ahead of the game because they are using the aesthetic of cringe yeah dude that's kind of insane but this call this theory the aesthetic of cringe the aesthetic of cringe theory it's coined by the junk drawer podcast it's so similar to string theory in a way if you think about it. If you think about it. Kind of reminds <laughs> me of Einstein. I don't even know if that's Einstein, actually. I don't know who came up with string theory, but damn. What a good theory that is. Whatever. <laughs> Another thing that I want to talk about, which isn't really... This isn't really about cringe, but I do want to address this. I think it's really interesting how language proliferates. I think that's the word, proliferate. I'm just using every SAT word today. Slay. How language kind of spreads in society. I was saying slay in a post-ironic way a month and a half ago or maybe 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 like three months ago but it seemed like it just like boomed all at the same time so it really makes me interested to see how post-ironic words kind of just spread and that's what I want the junk drawer podcast to do because it really only takes a couple people to start saying something and then everyone on the <gasps> internet is saying it yeah. so talk about the aesthetic of cringe because I want to see people start talking about it and I want it to be because dude, of us dude one week from now somebody's gonna post a video called the aesthetic of cringe and it's gonna be a because video of essay. us <laughs> really because that's how fast things move and like change these days I sound so old these days no but like think about it it's like everyone's complaining about everybody saying uh oh story time crop on like oh yeah on tiktoks and that's like a joke because you know everybody's always asking somebody to crop and oh it's like the come to brazil thing (laughs) i don't even know what that is oh really well i mean i don't know maybe i'm just old but like literally there used to be a a comment in every single section on youtube every video come to brazil that's really funny (laughs) (laughs) what really annoys me i think about the way language spreads is that a lot of the time Uh, white people on the internet will take a word and be like, this is internet culture because everyone's saying it now. And it's cringe because everyone's saying it. When really a lot of the words that they're using a lot come from like cultural spaces. Um, For a long time, people said, you know, oh, slay and yas are like cringe post 2016 when people were saying it genuinely. And that really sucks that I feel like the dominant class on the internet can be like, oh, this is post-ironic and interesting now. Um, 
but it's not even their words. It's like Slay and Yas comes from like black gay culture. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but it's like so weird that white people can take something and then deem it to be culturally irrelevant or misappropriate it and say it's, oh, this is just online millennial culture, or Gen Z culture, when it's very clearly not. It's very clearly something like AAVE or like something else. I think that's something that really bugs me about um, kind of language on the internet. I don't really think that has to do with cringe, but. Yeah, it's like, why do they get to decide what is irrelevant when they're talking about things that are like culturally inspired like it's just kind of bizarre that they think they can even decide that yeah um besides this actual like serious conversation that we're having I just remembered that I invented a word the other day and I think it's kind of good and I want it to catch on but I I mean who knows who knows I have no idea what this is are you ready for the word? Yes. <laughs> it's called smoopy. Okay. <laughs> it's how I would define it is music that has very sad lyrics, but it sounds happy. Think like Nobody by Mitski. That's a smoopy ass song, dude. That's fucking smoopy, dog. Dude, that song is smoopy as hell. So next time you hear a song that has super depressing lyrics, but it sounds happy, please think of me and think of smoopy. That is all I ask of you. <laughs> Something you guys have to know about Nikki and I is that we make the fuck up out of words we make up words every day we have things like nurple schneeple we're not gonna go into it today <gasps> oh that's right they don't know about nurple they don't you know don't about, know about nurple oh. you don't know about nurple and you know what you're not gonna know today because it's time to tell our audience something because hmm. we've been doing it all week more like you have been doing it okay all. okay true i have been cleaning nikki's house Gosh. i have been cleaning nikki's room but it's fine she's letting me stay here so i feel so bad but this is just literally this is just how regularly lazy i am it, it's not me trying to make you do my work for me like it wouldn't it wouldn't be done <laughs> it yeah. just wouldn't be it takes it takes practice and you know what i have to say about that All of you in our audience should practice cleaning your fucking rooms right now. Yeah. Or fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Clean your room right now or fuck you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're doing a little good cop, bad cop situation. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You be nice and I'll be mean. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Okay, guys. We really, really would like it if you clean your room. Are you cleaning your room right fucking now? Are you cleaning it right now? Don't look at Nikki. Look at me. Look at me, Anuhea. I'm the sweet, nice one. Are you seriously going to sit there and not clean your room right now? Okay, guys. It's time to go. We love you. We're kissing you. Okay, bye. Bye.